One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming up on today's wrestling news, a former WWE star teases an AEW return. AEW Dynamite beats Monday Night Raw in the ratings. Is AEW set to do its first ever hair versus a hair match? Oh, and an AEW star is unhappy with the way he's being booked. I'm Adam Wilborn. And remember when I retired from the content. And this is the news. Wasn't ready for that. <laughs> you never are. What have we got first? Uh, let's talk about Leo Rush. Oh, yes, I'm going first. Okay, yes. Well, you've spoiled the reveal of it's this. Leo Rush, it's Leo Rush, everybody. It's Leo Rush, everybody. Not Lance Archer, as I googled in the taxi on the way this morning. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Leo Rush, he made his debut in AEW at Double or Nothing, I think I'm right in saying. In yes. the Battle Royal, everyone was like, oh, what? What a great pickup that is. This is before, you know, they were signing every single major <laughs> five-star wrestler leaving WWE. What a great pickup Leo Rush is. His time in NXT, I can tell you from when I covered that show, was critically lauded, if only by me. He's an incredibly talented worker. He was incredibly talented on the microphone. It felt like it was a lot that AEW could have done with him, but he retired oh. from in-ring competition pretty much straight away after he'd had an injury that had been bothering him thought he could deal with it thought he could wrestle through it but it started to affect his actual life and he announced last year that he was retired he was done he was stepping away from pro wrestling and I think the response at the time was oh that's a shame Mm. Leo Rush is really good and he's really young and it's not like he's had like any high profile major injuries I know he was off WWE for a long time but nothing that he thought was career threatening so to get that out of nowhere very 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 disappointing yeah however However, 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 Tony Khan, Big TK, mm. our alleged paymaster. Long Bone Tone, as he's known in the office. <laughs> Long Bone Tone has been on the old Twitter machine to say, I see a lot of tweets talking about Leo Rush today. Coincidentally, I've been talking to at the Lionel Green, that, that's Leo Rush, uh, okay. confused, a lot recently about returning to AEW, and it feels like something that could happen yes. in the near future. So if everybody who's been wanting a Leo Rush return to pro wrestling in general, never mind AEW, looks like something interesting. I mean, he doesn't, obviously doesn't say, I would I would like to stress, he does not say he's going to come back and wrestle. No. If indeed he has had to retire, it's not like these injuries just go away. I would suspect this means working in some kind of broadcast capacity, mm. possibly as a manager, which yes. as we all know, he excelled at in WWE before he was in NXT. You know, don't do, don't start doing the Bobby Lashley stuff. No, uh, what I was going to say was the original idea, possibly in the office, for pitching this story was former WWE star coming to AEW as a manager. But that's a ridiculous thing to potentially take a WWE star and suddenly make them a manager out of nowhere. But Leo Rush, it actually works for. Like you say, if he comes back in ring, great. He's phenomenally talented. We saw all of that in NXT. But when he managed Bobby Lashley, I thought he did a great job yeah, so as well. I, but I just sorry, I'm still reading. For you would you were you were doing your I'm about to do an impression, and no. I don't know if I should do it. First. No, no. Okay, no. 
Lashley. Barry. Lashley. <laughs> I love him. I love the 26-year-old piece of gold. I want to be a cowboy, baby. I think he'd be a brilliant addition to AEW. Like you say, whether he's a manager, whether he's even if he's a bloody interviewer, although they've got loads of them, so they probably don't need that. But if you brought him in a broadcast side of things, whatever... I need more Leo Rush in my life, basically. I think whatever capacity they would use him in, the broadcast he is on is improved by having Leo Rush on. Absolutely. That's, that's my major takeaway. And yeah, I completely forgot the whole Adam Cole thing was based on Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. <laughs> oh, this guy's really talented in ring, but quite small, though. What can he do? Oh, he can talk, can he? He can talk. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't really... Uh... It's a bit of a no-brainer, that. It's just, it's, just, it's just so upsetting to know that if I had ever ended up in WWE, that's how I would have been used, rather than the heavyweight champion I should have been. You could, you could manage me and be my mouthpiece. Anyway, uh, right, let's move on and talk ratings. Oh, it's been a while since we've talked ratings, but this one is actually justified because this week's Dynamite was the second most watched Dynamite in AEW's history. Number one was the first ever episode of Dynamite, but this week... Is that a fact? Yeah, this week's did 1.3 million viewers on TNT, but the big story, I'm sort of burying the lead here, the big story is they actually beat Monday Night Raw in the key 18 to 49 demographic. They are up over 40% on last week's number. They scored a 0.52 rating. That basically equates to about 681,000 in that important demo. WWE, Monday Night Raw, did 678,000 approximately. So Dynamite has beaten Monday Night Raw. We should say, in the interest of fairness and balance here, two caveats for this you have to mention. One, that is AEW coming out of the biggest ever pay-per-view it's ever done, the most headline-grabbing show it's ever done, where they've had the in-ring return of the most talked-about wrestler of the last seven years and hired two of the most critically acclaimed wrestlers. Yes. So they're going to get a huge boost off that. That's not where the ratings are going to sit. And second caveat, Raw is dog shit. <laughs> so. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> So you got you got to you know you got to take these things with the, with the facts and the context yeah. here. This week's raw was covered by, and I enjoyed it. Dog shit. But it was covered <laughs> by as two edits. Phil <laughs> was covered by tag team turmoil for the majority of the three hours. Great wrestling, just yeah. not necessarily what you need to match Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, and CM Punk now being in AEW. Bonkers stuff. I. I I don't know what to say about this. It's, it's been coming a long time, and I know some people will be on Twitter saying, well, I'm talking about beat SmackDown, they're not a proper show, but this is a, a hell of a statement no, of intent no, from no, AEW. Raw's got how many years head start on all of this? How many established fans? Like AEW was always getting into this business to take on WWE's flagship shows. You kind of, kind of got lost with the fact they started the Wednesday Night War, which was a genuinely good PR move by WWE to put AEW up against its you know quote-unquote third show, its developmental show, because even if it won... That was seen as like the level it was competing at. It was it was up against the you know the other show mm-hmm. every other week. But AEW were always getting into this to go after the flagship broadcast. They want to be the most watched wrestling show in the world. So I think this was something that was always going to happen. Not necessarily consistently. We're not saying that like AEW was always going to be bigger no. than WWE, but there was always going to be a week where finally there was a bigger dynamite than there was a Raw or a SmackDown. That was always going to happen eventually. Maybe not consistently. But it was certainly not supposed to happen in two years. No, and I, I will say this as well, because a lot of times we report this and go, oh, Dynamite did a huge number if it's coming off the back yeah. of a pay-per-view or whatever. And often, I think even AEW fans, even Sidgwick admit this, often they do huge numbers, but it's a bit of a crap show. Yeah. Not, you know, across the board, but it doesn't seize the opportunity. It's not, this, it's not the one you'd show a new fan. Exactly. This week's show, I think, ticked all the boxes for me. A really, really good Dynamite, especially for, like you say, lapsed fans. And I'm just going to put a theory out there. 
ever since you stopped doing ups and downs for NXT, NXT's not beaten Dynamite in the ratings. Is that a coincidence? No. Okay. Uh, let's talk hair. Well, no, you see, you say that genuinely. A lot of people say they consume a lot of their uh, WWE product through Miller. Like, a lot of people. Yeah. Like, I, I was getting my hair cut yesterday, listening to an entire barbershop going, oh, we don't bother with Raw Smackdown. We just watch we just watch Miller. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fair enough. Shout out to Aaron. Yeah, shout out to Aaron. And how, how many people, you know, lost interest in NXT when... Because Gareth has different sex appeal. Oh, yeah. It is diff- It is still sex appeal. Yeah. It's very different sex appeal. And if that's not your He's particular... He's so bloody group, positive as well. I love it. He's like really enjoying... He didn't oh, give it any, doing, downs, any NXT downs this week. I wasn't doing that. Okay. <laughs> I was fair and balanced. And also... Sleep deprived. <laughs> anyway, yes, we obviously were subbed me in for Andy Murray today because there's a hair versus hair story to do. And how are you going to take that seriously if it's hair versus no hair in the chair? Mm. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy might be doing hair versus hair. Okay. There's not really much more to the story than that. Andrew, Andy Pollard's managed to get like a sensational 200 words out of it somehow. But <laughs> on that, obviously, there was the stuff in the in the Battle Royal, the came face to face, the Hardy family office. Genuinely, I keep seeing it written down as HFO, and I think I genuinely get it in my head that it's Hardy front of office, <laughs> which is like so slightly wrong, yeah, but also so close. Yeah. I, re- I, I I feel terrible about this. I, this is the least I've cared about hair versus hair match in quite some time. The dad leaves were talking about potentially a, a, the ru- not ruining, but the, there's the potential there for a hair versus mask stipulation with the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks for That'd the tag great. titles. This it feels like they're just chucking stuff on it to make people yeah. interested in Matt Hardy versus every mid card. I, I think the, the the main tell for this, and it shouldn't work like this because it's Orange Cassidy, and that's normally the whole shtick. Yeah, Hardy challenges him to hair versus hair. Normally a shocking stipulation to have and Orange Cassidy who has you know short back insides puts his hands in his pockets and goes whatever mm. and it's like okay Matt Hardy losing his hair yeah shocking the guy's had long hair forever yeah. and ever and ever Orange Cassidy just getting it done like two numbers lower mm. I don't know if I'm interested in this I'm just not really that bothered but let us know if you think it's Sh- spiced up this feud surely that's that's the payoff isn't it Orange Cassidy loses and isn't bothered about getting his hair cut because yeah. that's just but then you've, well, it's a total waste total waste of hair versus hair stipulation yeah I think I, I personally would prefer that hair versus mask stipulation especially as Hamlet suggested and Sitch to be fair I feel terrible by the way Pollard's got so many more details he's written loads yeah. just none of them are, it's just that's it yeah it's hair versus hair that's and it the potential might also, be a full gear <laughs> the potential was there also for in a hair versus mask stipulation that you don't even necessarily have to do the young bucks hair you can just do their facial hair because they clearly care so much about that as well what uh, what would me and you what would uh, if we did pun imagine we did pun versus pun loser can't do puns I'm, impression I mean, versus impression. I think I think I would retire. Snark versus. It's not impression versus impression. Absolutely, I'm never putting that on the line. I'm, that, that's that's my bread and butter right there. You're taking this. Take the, bread, take the bread out of your mouth <laughs> if you can't do impression. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Right, let's conclude by talking about Brian Cage, who seemingly is quite unhappy with the way he's being utilized in AEW, which is... Partially justified, I think it's fair to say. His other half, uh, Melissa Santos, she was on social media um, posting a video about how she feels he's not being utilised correctly. She said, Brian Cage is a superstar. Those people who know him from the Indies, Impact, Lucha Underground, etc., where I met him, know that he is a superstar. All you have to do is Google him and watch his matches. He is a superstar and he's being misused right now. She later then uh, shared a screenshot of an article that read, is AEW misusing Brian Cage? And Brian Cage quote tweeted that with the... Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I mean, GIF, basically. I mean, what's what? I mean, that's me as the Fresh Prince what's of Bel Air. But I mean, someone could GIF that for us and send it in. That'd be absolutely. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a GIF. That's my life. You've never been goal. a GIF. I've never been a GIF. Oh, I've been a, not in a good way, but I've been a GIF. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what do you reckon? Because I, I think because it appears like they're, they're seemingly transitioning away from Ricky Starks and Brian Cage because they could do Ricky Starks versus CM Punk, which yeah. But it feels like the Brian Cage face turn. He dropped the FTW Championship because of shenanigans, mm. and then I think they haven't really utilised him very well or much at all. I know you hate it when I come on here and I do really concise, nuanced points, right? Mm-hmm. But they're both right. Brian Gage is not being used correctly in mm-hmm. AEW at the minute. However, when your wife says, all you have to do is Google him and you will see he's a star. If you have to Google somebody, Adam Wilborn, <laughs> he is not a star. That's but, not how that works. If you're a star, people know who you are. The problem with this is, he came in and he did, initially, he was pre- built, he was presented as a star, he was received as a star, mm-hmm. and he performed as a look star. Look Because the very particular role he had in the company with the FTW belt and the way they got ties in made him look like a big star. That's run its course. It didn't have a lot of longevity. They got everything they could out of it. They did the face turn, and it's not work. It doesn't work. Mm. It doesn't work. As Sidgwick said on Twitter, it requires something in him that he doesn't have, which isn't a massive criticism. Wrestlers do not have every single string to their bow. They do not have every single weapon in their arsenal. You need to use them appropriately, which is why it isn't working, because they're not using them correctly. Now, we are conditioned as wrestling fans to see a performer not being used correctly and assume automatically that's the fault of the office. Yeah. Because we've watched WWE for so long, <laughs> so many underutilized stars, so many people not being used correctly that we're like, oh, they just don't know what to do with them. Sometimes it just doesn't work and it's as much the fault of the promoter for not having the right thing as it is for the performer mm-hmm. for not quite being able to do that thing. And the beat of AEW is you're not tied into a five-year, multi-million dollar contract where you've just got to sit there doing house shows, collecting your paycheck and stagnating. He can go away. He can go away. He can go to WWE. He can go to Impact. He can go and do the indies. And maybe come back in a little while Mm -hmm. and be used correctly again. So, yes, I don't think AEW are using him correctly. I think they're doing the wrong thing with him at the minute. I think what is there now is not working. I don't think it's clicked. But I don't think it's the end of the world. And I think you should just go do something else for a bit. Absolutely fair enough. I've got, I can't say anymore. Right, let's move on to your Twitter questions at What Culture. Oh, you're doing? always death. Please do the uh, uh, to Mr. and Mrs. gimmick for this first person because Jake, 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 Jake has I've asked got, us I've a got question. A, I must apologise to Andy Murray, by the way, because obviously having not done a lot of content on the channel, mm-hmm. when we did the stream, Andy was doing his best to keep up with all the chat donations and the questions mm-hmm. we were getting asked. And I was just doing that 
doing the Into Mystery Mrs. gimmick, but the problem was, at the tighter I got, the more I was just muttering it <laughs> under, <laughs> under my breath. So he was just trying to read a question about to Mr. and Mrs. And I could just see that it was throwing him off, yeah. understandably. And it was 4 a.m. for him as well as for me. Yep. You know, we weren't on different time zones or anything. So I could, I could just you just see this fuse getting short and short <laughs> every time I did it. So sorry, anyway, Andy. First question comes from Jake, 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 Jake. To Mr. and Mrs. Jake, Jake, a son, Jake, Jake. <laughs> who asks, do you see Ric Flair getting involved with Andrade El Idolo in a managerial capacity? And if so, does that help or hinder Andrade moving forward? I do not say I do not see Ric Flair getting involved with Andrade because Andrade is not a 28-year-old naive woman at a convention. I'm going to quickly move on to uh. <laughs> <laughs> Was that him on the bus? It was absolutely him on the train. It the was train, absolutely him on the train. Uh, sec- if it wasn't him, he wouldn't have engaged with it. Second question today comes from Morbidly Sick. Who says to Mr. Mrs. Sick? To be fair, your surname was Sick. Yeah, come on, come on. We've had four kids. We've got, we've got Tom. We've got Dave. We've got Paul. Let's have like morbidly. morbidly. Come on, for a laugh. Like my friend Seb, who's a doctor. So they say, uh, just to come through here, and Doctor Heaven will see you now. His name's surname's Heaven. I've got a friend who's called Doctor Brain. Your funniest bit is, your kind of doctor he is. But bum doctor. <laughs> Right, okay, morbidly there's sick. A, there's a word for it. I can't remember what it is, but he just, he just does bums. <laughs> He's called Dr. Brain. <laughs> so what was the literal invasion angle? What? <laughs> what? I don't know why bum doctors do so much <laughs> So what was uh, the literal invasion angle with a bullet club coming for the elite? You have to start again. You just, I'm, st- invasion. I, I'm now tickled by you saying getting tickled by a bum doctor because that's what they do, isn't it? <laughs> Are we building to an invasion angle with the bullet club coming for the elite? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Why not? No, you have to, mm, The bullet club coming for the there's, there's too much overlap at the minute. Mm. There's far too much overlap because I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my Venn diagrams mixed up. The elite is Kenny and the Bucks. Mm-hmm. It's not Cole. Cole's the elite. Cole is the Cole elite. Cole is the elite. Right, okay, Apparently. Cole is the elite. Alright, well there's not too much. Yeah, you could. You could, but then you go, who do you get in for that? Well, I do like the fact that Gallows and Anderson were stood there and Cole's like, we're here, look, we're the elite, you've got the best tag team in the world, the young bucks, you've got the best world champion, Kenny Omega, and he just didn't say anything, is basically like, oh, I'm Gallows and Anderson here as well. We think that, that, is, that is what you would call a planted seed. Mm. They haven't got to pay it off for years yet if they don't want to, but those two guys are always in the background, always getting left out, yeah. always... In- and they did it before with Lee Johnson where he was like, thanks to everyone at the Nightmare Factory. Yeah. They've helped me so much. Dustin, Cody, QT Marshall stood there like, you can say my name in a second. And he just went, yeah, thanks to everyone, really. Who do you... Who do you right, so let, okay, let, let's, let's say you, got, you only do the 4v4 thing. Bucks, Kenny, Cole, right? <laughs> Versus Gallows, Anderson. Well, 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 it's difficult years. Yeah, you can't have Finn, obviously. Uh, well... If you're paying off in years to come... Oh, if you're paying off in years to come, yeah, absolutely. If you want to yeah. plant that seed now in the hope that you get a baller or somebody yeah. in a couple of years... Timmy, Timmy Tango, get him over there. Is he still good? <laughs> Hi, Tama. Love, love you, you. Love you Tama. Uh, love final you. question today comes from Angela Dawn, who says, Greetings from Murphy Jefferson Brown. First of all, good boy. Uh, second <laughs> part of this, Angela says, Have you ever... I just thought this in particular today, as if we needed it anymore. Yeah. Have you ever said or done something embarrassing while meeting a wrestler for the first time? Well, which one do you want? I mean, no, both of them. Which, which one do you want? Which are, which are those Which are those two stories that can haunt me to I mind? I think it's... I'll just say it's, and you know which one I mean. Okay, right. So we had... Well, we're allowed to talk about it now. We used to have Paige backstage at a lot of our... 
Yeah. WCPW show. She wasn't supposed to be there. She was very supposed to not be there. Yes. Uh, but she was with uh, her boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was hanging out backstage. And I was I was backstage being a bit of a, a, page, a, bit of a page star, a fan, not a star, page fan at the time, let's, let's say. And I was stood watching a monitor and I just sort of like clocked that literally there, also watching the same monitor, was... Uh, was was Paige and 28 year old like old enough to know better 28, 29 year old me was just like oh play it cool Adam play it cool this is this is your opening sentence bear in mind who's like brick hard boyfriend is yeah. in the ring and could rip me in tears. Like, this is this is this this could be this could be the 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 moment that changes you this could be it this could be it okay play it cool I went, oh it's uh <sighs> Page, isn't it? Page, isn't it? Page, isn't it? Yeah, page, isn't it? I'll just do my. One. Ask what she said. What did she say? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but this is, this is the thing that always gets left off about this yes. story. Three shows later, she paid off that guy by going, "It's Adam, isn't it?" That's. And everyone was like, "Oh my god, how did you paid that? You paid that?" <laughs> like, yeah, I'll just tell the one where I interviewed Rey Mysterio, a hero of mine. We did a great interview, if I'm saying so myself. <laughs> so and I had a lovely time, and I thought, I'm wrapping up. I'm like, well, Ray, thank you so much for chatting to us today. And in my brain, as I say that, my brain goes, oh my God, Adam, you just interviewed Ray Mysterio. That's Ray Mysterio sat across from you. And the moment got the better of me, and I forgot what I was saying. So I went, so thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for watching. And I just watched Pachiti behind the camera go. <laughs> And I was like, we can't uh, wrap it up. This this is a one take video, yeah. and I ruined it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good video still. My, of course, my Ray Mysterio story is that when I was handing him his wristband for the lead show, because uh, the venue were very strict on all the performers having yeah. a wristband. Ray Mysterio and what I assumed to be his entourage of friends got yeah. out with the car, maskless, absolutely. And as his one of one of which tried to get past me without a wristband, I went, oh, and you, your little mate's going to need one as well. By the way. <laughs> No, I was very short. I was like, you get, make sure your little mate gets one as well. And we went in. And uh, Jack was stood next to me and went, mate, that's Penta. <laughs> right, let's move on to today's ad finally. Your little, your, give me your little no, mate. mate, your little mate. And then then later on, he packaged pile drivers. Someone, dr- yeah, our driver, through a series of tables. He's a wrestler, by the way. He was, he was just waiting. He then had to drive us home with a concussion <laughs> through the Pennines. <laughs> right, final... Uh, One in the morning. <laughs> and finally today, uh, you may have seen the brilliant interaction between MJF, Brian Pillman Jr. and Brian Pillman Jr.'s sister on Dynamite this week. Brian Pillman Jr. revealing it last night. He tweeted, in a bizarre turn of events, the encounter between my pregnant sister... Uh, between my pregnant sister and MJF sent my sister into contractions late last night she's expected to have a baby today or tomorrow my nephew is about to have the same birthday as me surreal week obviously congratulations to the Pillmans to his sister to, to you know fantastic news this uh, except for Maxwell Jacob Freeman who quite tweeted this saying I destroyed this inbred family so bad even the fetus wants to be as far away from it as possible <laughs> never ever ever change Maxwell why aren't they doing the MJF's the father Oh, God, because it's not WWE, basically. No, but how funny would that be? The one time you could do it. No, no. No, but I don't mean, like, where it's, like, a shock, cheesy reveal. I mean, where it literally comes out with a Burberry scarf on. 
<laughs> Alright, let us know your thoughts on that and all today's news stories in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, got the Smackdown preview, the Rampage preview and Wrestle Culture with a hashtag Bloody Good Quiz coming later on today. Plus you can let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch there, follow both of us. You can follow Adam Cleary at... At Adam Cleary, C-L-E-R-Y. You can follow Adam Wilborn at... Adam Wilborn. Follow us all, as I said, at What Culture WWE. But for now, my thanks to Adam Cleary. Thank you for joining us from Bum Doctor. Bum Doctor. We... Sorry, Seamus. Say Seamus as well, by the way. funny. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.